0: You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree.
1: People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris.
0: This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just
2: kicks the living crap out of whoever.
0: And Julia.
3: This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing.
2: Julia will not be with us. Nope, she got the booster
0: shot. It's uh, episode two hundred and ninety-four. Also, the booster shot's not the only reason
2: she's not yeah, with she's us. She's got other reasons. That's the underlying she's reason.
0: She's uh, she's very very busy right now with her store. Um, she's had a massive sale, and she has a shit ton of stuff that she's having to package and ship and deliver. And she
2: pretty much spent the weekend like fulfilling orders at our house.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's any different tonight from what she was saying nope. earlier so sometimes life comes at you and you you just figure it out uh, when it. you're
2: starting a business when you've got the work you do
0: what you got to do you do everything you can yeah so good good on her for for I'm glad that she's able to to get the sales that she's getting it's uh it's fantastic for her um yeah, two hundred and ninety-four episodes. We're getting close to to three hundred. Getting when, close when, to that
2: six-year mark.
0: When does that put us at three? Because three hundred is a cool number, right? It's a it's an even big number. So one, two, three. About a month and a half four, from now. Five, six, the twenty-second. Nice. So February twenty-second, which actually that will be the last Tuesday of February. <coughs> so. We got to talk about that, by the way, because we're not going to be here the weekend before that, I don't think, so. Yeah, we
2: uh, got some stuff to figure out, but yeah, 300, episode 300 coming up, six-year mark in just a couple months. Yeah. That's a pretty damn long Crazy. Time. The 25-episode mark, was what, that was our original goal. Let's make it through 25 episodes. And uh, a couple of us did. <laughs> <laughs> well... So half the original team is still here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, technically I was on the first, she episode, was, yeah, the first she was. couple of episodes and then I was like, you don't need five people in this and it is true. I didn't have my own business. Like at that time, Josh was doing real estate. Jessica had the cakes. You're do your own business is a main thing. Crystal has his side gig and I was like, well, well I, don't I know. at
0: the time I was running my own business yeah, to, like the full time. Oh, yeah, with, that's true. Yep, with the mobile point of sale, so.
1: So, I just stepped back, but But when, hey, when Josh left, the 25 I can, episodes
2: so. in and you got to come on full time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and she
0: stuck around the rest <laughs> of them, so.
1: It's more, pretty easy to just walk downstairs to my
0: basement. More episodes than Jessica? Uh, so, we've surpassed her yeah. episode count for sure. Have I? I
1: know. No, because... When did she long... leave
0: officially? 250-ish?
1: Well, it, yeah, it was, I guess she has because, because it, she's coming mark. up on she's coming up on a year in yeah. March.
0: Because it was, it was like the episode after five years was the last one, I think. Sadly. Aurora. I think it
1: was right before five years, wasn't it?
2: Julia's outlasted Josh. <laughs> <laughs> She's been on more
0: episodes than she has. She's been
1: on almost a year now. It's crazy.
0: um, He did another podcast, very short-lived as well, I think. I don't think
1: he's Did it make 25? I
0: I don't (laughs) think so. I I actually don't even know if they posted anything they recorded. I don't know. But um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is about us and and Utah, the new Utah podcast. Um, And it is uh, like the second week of the year. Uh, we're sliding back into. Uh, I was. Okay, so this is. I, it's not on the list, but this makes me think about it. So, because we, we, you know, we have the holidays. We have, you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. And we have a bunch of holidays right in a row at the end of the year. And then we have a drought, a very long
2: drought. I think May. I have, pres- I have Presidents'
0: well, I guess Day. Guess you so, got like
2: Valentine's Day, but that's
0: so. Nice. I was that's
1: not a day that you have off though. But like, I, I get Presidents' Day. I was
0: looking at uh, I was looking at the calendar because I have to send my team in India. Like, hey, these are the holidays that we have for the next year, and they send me theirs. And ours never change. There's change all the time. We have like five official holidays in the year. Yeah, that we five take.
2: like what you could consider federal and or bank holidays where. Pretty much everybody. But there's is. so many more than that. Oh, there's so, a lot more. So
0: there's President's Day. There's Martin Luther I King. Martin, I don't so get that. MLK Day is this coming Monday.
1: I don't uh, get that. I think then, we should, but we don't get that. And then
0: President's Day is the following Monday, I, I get that off. Uh. Uh, and like um, he got this like Labor Day and he got I get that. stuff like that. Yeah, you get Labor Day, you got Memorial Day. Memorial, Memorial Day is the next one that almost everyone universally gets off, which is in... Four months? Whenever that <laughs> it's, is. It's, it's the beginning then, of May. And Isn't then the day for when...
1: Utah, we have the double whammy of the 4th and I the 24th. And the 24th. Yeah. So if you, if you work locally or it's, for the state.
2: It's Memorial Day when you can start people. wearing white capris or white shorts or white pants That's, or whatever that is. Yeah,
0: and not after the the, Labor Day, which after, is in yeah, September. So I know there's that, but you. But I'm just saying, like, we don't have a lot of holidays. No. It's a big difference between us and a lot of other uh, you know, modern cultures and places. We don't have a lot of holidays, and um, we don't get a lot of automatic vacation. We don't. You're not all I required know, like, to
2: have any vacation in That's the UK. All. Like people get a month off, like pretty standard. Well,
0: and in, in some places like Germany and France, it's a requirement. Like the businesses yeah. have to offer X amount of time of paid leave.
2: In the US, there's no requirement to offer paid leave. While well, in all. most places. You have to be there 90 days before you even get benefits. Then you have to be there a year before you get, you know. we
0: got some pretty sweet deals there. We've got really good vacation accrual, and uh, we encourage our folks to take vacation at a cruise
2: day one. I don't get any of that. My boss is a jerk.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) we've had this discussion before, but when you run your own business like you do and like I have, like, when you take a day off... You don't get paid. No one's doing anything. Yeah. There's no revenue being generated. There's no work being done. You know, it's not... You know, in, in my job now, like if I take a week off, like there's work there, but there's also a team of people that are going right. to take care of that and generate revenue. And I still get paid. But when you run your own business,
2: you don't get paid if you're not doing stuff. Like right. it, you, you make whatever you make. and It's like our 10 days in Hawaii. I wouldn't change that for anything. That was so amazing. But that 10 day cost me... Whatever I paid to be there and 10 days worth of lost. Yeah. Revenue. <laughs> That's a, it's a serious commitment to go on a long trip like that.
0: Um, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, in, in my well, position. You're,
1: you're leaving for another week and a half in March.
2: End of Fed, like the last week of February into the first week of March. Yeah, yeah, to go shooting things. Going to Texas, visit my uncle, shoot some stuff. Go kill some boars. Do the thing.
0: But so... Anyway, I don't know why I brought it up. It just made me think about it because we just—that's a that's thing that kind of sucks in America that we don't—we don't really do more
2: of that. But yet you have like Japan, isn't they? Don't they go to school six days a week and they work like?
1: Yeah, but the hour. way that they do school is way different than yeah.
2: the way we do school. So according to most people, the way we do school is pretty crap. The fucking
1: homework—it is be stupid.
0: <laughs> the amount of homework that we require of our kids is absolutely absurd. Well,
1: think because about it—they're at school. All day they're at school six to seven hours, and then they have three to four, sometimes five or six you know, hours. You know what they?
0: Work. You know why they do that, right? It's it's to instill the idea that when you start you're working, especially work. a white collar job, you're not done with
2: work when you leave. Yeah. However, let's face it. What does that mean? They come home and the parents end up. Doing three quarters of it or pushing or
1: helping. Or, so that means or, that not you're yeah. doing your job and then you're helping with homework. Like it's very, very stressful. And especially if you can't help them or the child doesn't have a, a family structure at home to help them. Right. Like It's not it's like, great. It's like math. I can't help Jonathan with this math. I know how to do math very well. But you have
2: to do it the way there. You have and to show like your work. Yeah. This whole magic rabbit runs yeah. around the track. All the, the, the like, new the, the new math is better. Like
0: I've come to that conclusion after talking to teachers and and other folks. But what that does is it makes, especially with COVID over the last few years, you know, where kids are are, are doing it from home. Like parents that grew up like when we did in the eighties and the nineties. We can't teach the math yeah. that they're teaching now because we don't know it. We just learned that Gen X way. kids
2: can't do it. I mean, I get the answer. I'm like, he'll show me the problem. Like, the answer seven. Well, how did you get that? Well, and I'll... I
0: can show you how I got it, but then all I hear from the kid is, well, that's, that's not, that's yeah. not yeah. how he right? did it. And I'm like, who's teaching you right now, me <laughs> or the fucking teacher that's not here? It's me, right? So if you don't like how I'm doing it, then you need to fucking talk to your teacher because I can't help yeah. you. Yeah, and it's show your work. Well, I... Yeah. It's show your work in the math. So I'm a special person. I can read a math book cover to cover and understand it. Like, it's just a, it's a fucking Maybe thing. Maybe you should
1: read a new
0: math book. Yeah. I mean, I I could, and I probably should. Like, I, I actually really enjoy math. I enjoy problems. It frustrates me when I can't get the right answer, and I will spend hours on a problem to figure out how to get the right answer, but I can actually read a math book kind of cover to cover and understand it. But outside of a couple of examples... Like, even the homework, like, they just give you the answer at the end. They don't show you how to work out the problem, which isn't super helpful if you're trying to show your work and work out the problem. So, we got way off topic there. (laughs) (laughs) We did talk about COVID, and I think it's worth, uh, you know, Julie obviously got our COVID booster. We talked about that briefly. Um, But it's worth talking about. Salt Lake County has a mask mandate. Yep. Back to masks. So, the... The news kind of broke Chris on... Chris has
1: a mask dent in his beard again. <sighs> I fucking
0: hate it, man. <laughs> it's been like fucking... It's been since Saturday, and I already have a dent in my
2: beard. I fucking hate it. Gotta masks. use your, your beard wand that I got you. <sighs> yeah, damage my beard. Straighten that back out I, again. I should, actually. So I went into, I went into Beans and Brews today, and uh, the barista there, I was wearing my mask, and the first thing she said was, thank you for wearing your mask, and I'm like, oh, well... You- Yeah. And she's like, you wouldn't believe how many people have come in today, like yelling at us, flipping us off. Just we're back to that being nasty about it. And it's as if and she's like, as if I made the rule, I just I have to I have to enforce it. So people come in with a mask. I have to ask them to put a mask on and they'll storm out and yell and scream. And so I'm going to give a disclaimer real
0: quick. Wearing a mask is a really small thing to do. It's not a big inconvenience. It's a very minor inconvenience for some short amount of time to wear a mask while you're in a store or a restaurant or something else. Even in my fucking office, I have to put a mask on to walk around. I haven't done it every time because I fucking forget because you get out of the habit really fast. But, you know, it's if you're not at your desk, you got to walk around, you got to wear a mask. I'm fine with that. Like, it's not a hard thing to do. I'm not going to make someone's day fucking terrible because I don't enjoy wearing the mask. Cause I gotta be honest. I hate wearing the fucking mask. I think wearing the mask on the airplane is an even bigger fucking fallacy and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, but guess what? I wear the mask on the airplane. Yeah. I don't throw a fit because what the fuck ever. It's a minor inconvenience. It doesn't hurt me to wear the mask. Now that I've got that disclaimer out of the way, it's fucking stupid. It's absolutely 100 fucking percent stupid. The data shows even from the CDC zone admission now, masks are ineffective unless you are wearing a KN95, which our public health department in Salt Lake County even said, said-
1: Don't get those
0: because healthcare workers No, need no, them. That's not what they said. Oh. They said you should wear a N95 or a KN95 mask. In this specific mask mandate, they said those are the preferred masks to wear. We know cloth masks aren't effective, but they're better than nothing which is absolute bullshit they're not better than nothing have you seen like especially like the gators they're literally not any different than nothing oh yeah you can blow out a candle you could spit a stream of water through those fucking
2: things it's like Uh, it's just like pulling your t-shirt up over your face
0: yeah it's not any better than no mask um and the the bigger thing to me that this is something that I've been struggling with. I think everyone's just fuck all done with the CDC at this point, right? And the the Salt County Health Department is just trying to do whatever the fuck they can to get away from ten thousand cases a day, even though they're not going into the hospital. The case count is really high, and it's really understated, as my guess, because home
1: tests. So here's my thing: if, if they're not going into the hospital, and and you're at home, and you're just and and you're just got flu symptoms. I guess backing up on Chris's disclaimer, other than, you know, maybe losing your sense of taste and smell or something, like, why is it so bad? Like, I I mean, if if we have high case counts, so I watched a, a little video from a, a guy that's in Ireland, and right now Ireland's case counts are, like, astronomical, but no one's going to the hospital. Their hospitalization and their death rates have not changed they're still the same it's just omicron is affecting people more it's it's
0: it's way more transmissible
1: but it's also not causing as bad of cases so and here's what we know now it's just the flu right
0: here's what no one talks about 85 percent of this country utah is not any exception 85 percent of this country has had at least one dose of the vaccine 70% 70% was the original number back in 2020. When we first locked down, they mm-hmm. said, if we get a vaccine, we need to get to 70% of people to have that vaccine to, to herd hit immunity. herd immunity, which is a misnomer because we know now with undeniable evidence, the vaccine is very good at reducing your 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 poor health outcomes of COVID. If you you're going to get COVID, I'm telling you right now. If you manage to escape getting COVID, you are a select fucking few people because
1: well, it's going to be the people who completely do not go out and do not see anyone. And honestly, what kind of life are you having? Well, even those fucking people, even those people can catch COVID. Oh, I know, but I mean, the the people that are not going to get it are going to be the people that are completely isolated.
0: My point is this: we don't create mandates for flu. Like, it's very rare that we have a flu that's super bad. This is hospitalizing people less than most flu. And, and so we're we're making the same public policy decisions based on the same shitty expectations we had two years ago at the beginning of 2020. That's what's frustrating to me. I, again, I don't care about wearing a mask. It's fucking minor inconvenience. It's stupid because 90% of the time they're ineffective. Um, everyone kind of has to do it um but that's neither here nor there it's we're still enacting archaic public policies at least in my opinion uh that aren't aren't backed up by data and that's the problem like we know the omicron infection rate is really high we know the vaccine doesn't fucking stop you from getting infected with covid it might delay it uh, and specifically, the booster seems to have data showing that it the booster does, in fact, help prevent you from getting Omicron. But you're going to probably still get it at some point if it's still around. I mean, how
2: many of us probably have had it, but just didn't have those kind of symptoms, so didn't get tested, didn't,
0: you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of people that are like, well, I've got a cold. It's probably COVID. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when, when you have a 25% plus positivity rate, which is where we're at right now in terms of testing, that's 25% of people that went to a test site that reports. And the, the, the lines are long, but you take, there's a ton of people that take at-home tests. Or there's one person at home that went and got a test in the public, and the other six people at home all end up sick. That's six people, not one. But we don't count that because we can't. There's not an easy way to count that. So those numbers are definitely understated. But again, you go look at hospitalization data. The whole point of preventing the spread of something like this was how it was going to overrun and hurt the hospitals. The hospitals are fine, guys. Their their ICUs in Salt Lake, last time I looked, they're like
2: 70 to 80% utilization.
0: That's what they're fucking designed to run at.
2: I have two sisters that are nurses and a brother-in-law that's in administration. They've all said the problem isn't being overrun with patients. The problem is people are leaving health care left and right, and we're understaffed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really understaffed. And it's like, but that's really got nothing to do with COVID. That just has to do with we're understaffed and we need more people.
1: And there are areas that... uh, of low vaccination where hospitals are still getting overrun, but that's not going to change because those areas aren't going to put mask mandates and the people aren't going to change and get vaccinated. So, and what
0: they're getting overrun with is, is not really the same right now. Omicron. So if you look at, uh, I was looking at data um, yesterday, I think. And, and if you look at, um, the, the most telling data is COVID-19 positivity rating or, like, the the number of positive cases compared with hospitalizations, compared with death rate. And death rate, not from COVID, just overall death rate. Like, is it higher or lower than it would be normally? Because th- those numbers don't tend to change dramatically from year to year. And basically what you're seeing, when you had the first couple COVID spikes, you know, in, in 2020 and then at the, at the very end of uh, 2020 coming into 2021 – those two spikes had a correlation, high hospitalizations, and higher than normal death
2: rates. Right, New York, yeah, Italy, meaning places,
0: Meaning yeah. we had a lot of people still dying, and presumably from COVID because it was above the normal death rates that we would see that time of year seasonally. We're not seeing that now with Omicron. What we're seeing is it's a normal death rate. It's just like any other year outside of COVID in terms of death rate, but- the number of Omicron cases and positive COVID cases are way up, which says Omicron is one not hospitalizing people. Now, that might be because 85% of the country has had their first dose of the vaccine. But no one talks about that number. Are you kidding me? How awesome is that
1: number? But that's why I was saying this, this person in Ireland was saying, here's our graph Here's our graph for Ireland. And everybody's saying, oh, look, Ireland's really vaccinated, but look at their their infection rate. But he's like, look at our hospitalization and our death rates. They're flat. They're the same. Yeah. That's what we need to be looking at. It's just frustrating. We should probably not just sit and talk about this for another long tirade.
0: I was going to wrap it up. Wear your mask. Don't be an asshole to businesses.
1: Yeah. Just just do it. Like it, that, I don't care if it's inconvenient. They didn't make that choice. And honestly-
0: if you're one of those fucking people that wants to have your nose hanging out like it's your dick just hanging out of your zipper, I don't even care. Just fucking do it. No one's going to say anything to you anymore. I'm going to call you a moron because you're a moron. That's not exactly how they work. If you're going to fucking wear it, you might as well wear it properly. But I get it. It's uncomfortable. You don't like breathing your own air. Brush your fucking teeth. It might help. Um, you, know, you don't yeah. have to smell your own <laughs> But breath, think
1: about but. it this way, too. Are the people, the service people, the, the grocery store clerks, all those people... They haven't stopped wearing them. Correct. You can put your yeah. fucking mask on For to the, walk into the establishment.
2: Yeah. Most of them have worn masks this The whole
0: time. two
1: years.
2: At
0: least the fast food places... Can I say this? At least the fast food places are done with the stupid with fucking... With the trays, the things.
1: weird trays, or like, like handing it to you with like, like the weird stickers. Thing,
0: like, and, like, okay, you realize like you made my food with your hands. Right. And so when you hand me the food with a sealed bag through a tray so we don't touch hands. I get that, but like also... Well,
1: and like you put your debit card on the tray and then hand it to... They have to pick it up to run it and then they put it back on the tray. Like, like, what
0: did... What what was this accomplishing? Like, this was the dumbest thing that any of the fast food places did, so... But be nice. It's a
1: psychological thing for people. It's fucking
0: weird. So just be nice to people. Wear your mask. Understand, most of the people in Salt Lake don't want to do it. I'm really surprised... I mean, I'm not surprised because the council is is split, um, but Salt Lake County Council could have overturned it, uh, but they're they're not going to call a special session to overturn the mask mandate. I think they all kind of feel like it doesn't matter. I did find it interesting. I don't know if you guys saw that Governor Cox was like dispensation. None of the none of the state run office buildings and state workers have to abide by Salt Lake County's yeah. mask mandate. We're well, not going to enforce Salt Lake
2: it. Mayor like went
0: off. And Mendenhall was like. Yo, you can't do that. Like you, you cannot <laughs> usurp our our thing. So th- there might be a little battle there, but I I think it's fucking funny because I think the governor shares that sentiment. Like it's 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 just it's rough, right? It's rough. So yeah. uh, let's let's move on to some other local news, uh, maybe because Bree put it on here. We might as well talk about it, uh, and then we can go back to some personal stuff. But the uh, national beer importers has purchased you into brewing.
1: So it's not a quote-unquote local beer anymore.
0: So it is a local beer. It's made yeah, here. It was developed here. They're going to maintain the same ownership and management in a sense. But, but from, it's not owned by Utah anymore. No, it's owned by National Beer Importers. That's um, why I said
1: quote-unquote.
0: Is, is that the name of the <clears throat> the company that bought them? Um, and they're a very, very large beverage company. And, and basically, uh, the the beverage company, what it's going to do for you into brewing is it's going to give them a lot of reach into the rest of the country. So when you think of a, uh, you know, like Sam Adams for example, Sam uh, Adams is a small batch company that has managed to get really amazing blowed. distribution yeah, to be everywhere
2: because they're out of like
0: they're out of Boston area, of Boston. And to see it everywhere. I yeah, mean. you see it everywhere. Uh, they have a national media presence, uh, and they're still only like 1% of the U.S. beer market. It's really crazy how small they actually have. But that's kind of the idea, is is uh, this is a, a, a large uh, beer distribution network that they'll be able to now. You'll see Uinta you brew in... Places like Orlando,
2: where maybe it wasn't before because that, they have... You know, this makes sense because Uinta didn't put out any of their seasonal stuff this year, which yeah. I thought, that's really weird because they usually have their pumpkin. They usually have like a gingerbread or some... And I'm something. sure that was in large part due to And then. I'm like, that's just weird that they don't have any of their seasonal... But that makes sense. If they were in the middle of a transition, it's like, why bother? Yeah, if they're, if they're doing that transaction and they're transitioning to just, a new ownership group. Keep the keep the plain Jane stuff. Don't mess with the seasonal. So we'll see what that means
0: for Uinta. It's good news for them. I'm super happy for them. Anytime one of our you know local folks do well, I'm never going to slight them for selling to a big national brand because. That's what you're in business for, guys. If you believe in capitalism in any way, shape, or form, that is 100% what you want to happen as yeah. a business owner. Like if Jeremy, if someone was to walk up to you and say, "I will give you five million dollars right now for your business, for your clients, and for your name," okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly, you would fucking do it in a heartbeat.
2: Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could sell off to sell another off. firm. Since none of my offspring seem to want to take over the family business, yeah, I mean that's the, I mean that's how it works, man. Well, I that's know. Saw so a good friend of mine. who who owned his own engineering firm for years and years and years, about four, maybe five years ago, he sold off to a really big engineering firm. They gave him a whole lot of money, and then they gave him a corner office job where he doesn't actually do anything Mm -hmm. anymore. And the unfortunate part is... Now that he's part of a big conglomerate, they don't have time for my potting stuff compared to what they have. So I had to stop using him. But good for him. It's like yeah,
0: good for him, man. That's what you, that's what you want when you're in business is to to eventually hit that point where someone wants to give you an obscene amount of money to buy your business and and you are just able to get out of it and do something else. So. Yeah,
1: or or stay in like that person did. We have a couple of people that are kind of doing that now. They're as they're older. And then just kind of retire from yeah. it and, and hand it over.
2: Yeah. If that opportunity ever arose, I would take it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh,
0: hey, I
1: w- hold on really quick because it's not on here, but I was scrolling through my uh, okay. uh, Insta before we got on here, and the Ice Castles in Utah are opening on the 14th. Oh, oh awesome. They'll be and, open for three weeks.
0: Is it cold and there's enough? A,
1: I guess. And there's a discount code. It's Utah Fun 2022 I. That you can use to get tickets for it.
0: In reality, I honest to God, I honestly think you should all go try and go to this thing and do it early. Don't put it off because yeah. it will not last. We are having a very warm winter. Um, we had a couple weeks of really cold that I think people had
2: some pipes burst. Actually, um, I wouldn't even say. I mean, it was cold, but I would say. Normal. normal Yeah well but I mean it was It yeah. hasn't been normal In a long time But yeah now we're back Into the It's gonna be in the 50s, 50s. This week I think So So anyway Definitely
0: go see The Ice Castle It It's really fucking cool I And mean, there's not a lot Of places you can go To see that
2: sort of thing So Only thing close to that Is that thing in Vegas And it's not a the castle Ice Bar It's a a room. It's Our, a
0: room that they keep, keep really, really fucking cold. cold and make a bunch of ice shit
2: out of. So that's so. the closest you can get to it, but this is the real deal. What's this Christmas card mishap thing? Oh, uh, so, okay. So, um, Heather was helping me move some stuff around down in her, uh, craft room. And I picked up a box. She was
1: helping you move stuff uh, or you were helping me move stuff? I was helping
2: stuff. her move stuff. Okay. I, I picked up a box and then she moved something and underneath it was my entire family's stack of Christmas cards. And she stares at it for a minute and she's like, I didn't mail them.
1: Oh no! <laughs> so
2: my family <laughs> didn't get any of the well, Christmas cards. Well, you should cards. mail them
1: now. <laughs> just, just put them in the mail she's now. She's like,
2: she was like, we were supposed to, we were supposed to do something, and then they kind of canceled the last minute, and she's going <laughs> to hand in something. And anyway, there's like twenty of them sitting. Oh, uh, that sucks. She's like, oh, that's your family's Christmas <laughs> cards.
0: <laughs> that's funny. You got to laugh at stuff like that. So I'm with Bree. Just fucking send them out. i like, send them out now. Nah, wait until like May. Yeah, send them like middle
2: of the year. <laughs> Christmas send in them July. For, put,
1: put hearts on them. And but send all them, them for a Valentine's. Got out
2: like all that. But it was, yeah, uh, I'm like, I got your card. It was fine. My family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Uh, how was How was Monster, Monster Jam? Monster
2: Jam was a lot of fun. Loud, but I knew it would be. But it was a lot of fun. So, uh, Grave Digger for all of you Monster Jam fans this year is it's their 40th anniversary so 30 years with monster jam but 40 years total and uh it's all of the original owners kids Mm -hmm. and son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws that that do all the driving so it's actually two female drivers I was very impressed. The one that drove Scooby Doo. They just have one gravedigger, though, there. Just one here, but they have multiple because. They've had multiple in shows that I've been at before. Yeah. Had like two so, or three at the same show. At the little halftime. Was Bigfoot there? No, Bigfoot wasn't there. So at the I halftime, saw. they brought out the gravedigger guy show, then. and told him that the gravedigger in, like, back east somewhere, the same night is doing a show, and they're like, they just landed the first backflip of the season. And won the competition in like Chicago or something like that. So, so they have multiple vehicles yeah, that run do. at the same time. It was a lot of fun. Um, that arena is awfully small when you put eight monster trucks in it. That's why I hate That's doing the, doing the arena thing. shows. That's my complaint. That's why I won't go to
0: one at the Viv. It's just not. It was so, so normally they'll have how, how is the mask wearing
2: inside the arena? Because oh, I know they exist. required them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What? They, they required him to walk in, but I heard required pretty much in your slash seats. not
2: enforced. Once you got in the door, once you walked in the door and got through security, people were just taking. Which is out. great, you know, twenty thousand people. So, no so normally asks. they've got like the big weird how obstacle works. pit thingy in the middle, and then multiple around it. But with how small this is, there was the one in the middle. Yeah, that's it. That was you don't it. really so, get to see much truck interaction.
0: So the was the truck dinosaur there that ate other trucks. Not the one that ate. Yeah, that's right. Other You're... trucks,
2: but it was one of the dinosaurs. No, that's stupid. It's just a truck that has shit on the side. It of has it. like rubber arms. Not on the head. truckosaurus Trucosaurus eats. Other I remember fucking that things. one, and then it had the flames. It that eats came cars. Out of it. And then there was the Megalodon, the one that looks like obviously a Megalodon, the shark. Um, but Scooby Doo is one of the female drivers, and she won the first round. And then at the free, the free form is like the last event. Uh, yeah, because that's where they really fuck up their trucks. She flipped it, <laughs> yeah, and then they rolled it back over, and poor Scooby-Doo's ears and tail fell off. That's why they do that one last. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Earthshaker is what it's called. He actually did a backflip, but there's so little room. He gunned it super hard, and he landed the backflip, but then promptly rolled, because there's just not enough well, room Well, those anymore. things are so top-heavy. They're they're ridiculous. So, uh,
0: Sean, our daughter, who I've, you know, when I bought a house and I moved into a house and a few years ago we decided we're staying in this we're, house. We're
1: staying here till we can't get around anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh, until okay. I can't walk upstairs normally. Um, one of the things that is really appealing about that is I don't have to move anymore. I've moved more times in the last four years than I have my entire rest of my life. Because I think. of the kids. Maybe because of <laughs> <laughs> the kids.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, we moved Cassie a couple times, and then she just started moving herself because she was moving around Cedar. But then we had to help her move...
0: To here and then to Colorado. To Colorado.
1: And when we moved her to Colorado, I don't know if people remember or maybe haven't listened to that episode, but her apartment was the shit. And so we had to move her into a storage unit and then we had to go back and move her into her apartment.
0: Right. So anyway, that was a little crazy. And now
1: Sean had to move out of a bad situation into her dad's and now she's ready. She's found a place. So this weekend we will be moving her from her dad's to the new place. So... Hopefully so, yeah. she stays there for a while. I'm it?
0: excited for that. Can't tell you how exciting it is to
1: do. At least you know we've gotten really good at putting their beds together because they're IKEA beds with storage underneath, and so it's not just throwing the metal frame and putting the box springs and stuff. It's literally like you have to know how all the components right. go together and have all of the tools and and she, put it together. Excited. I think so. Um, it's a friend of a friend. Uh, she
0: just started school and stuff, too. So oh.
1: Yeah. And she's she's just getting over her COVID. She's she, finally, be right she finally, after two years of working at the VA, got, got
0: But she's COVID. also going to be right back up by the U. Right yeah. Back the so the she VA. won't have to be
1: driving so she's far. Not, in
0: fact, she's probably closer to both of them, honestly, than she was before.
1: Yeah. She's, she's really close to Westminster. No. Like, oh,
0: so in that. And yeah. She's closer to the U. I looked at it on a map. She, she is closer, closer to th- the
1: U than Westminster. Yes, way oh. closer.
0: So Westminster's much further uh, west. We'll Good for her. That'll that'll take away some of the stress of having to draw. Yeah, because
1: yes. she was so close to the U before, she's, and she's and
0: basically it's... on the other side of foothill from where she was.
1: Oh, okay,
0: okay. So she's pretty damn close to the, Good. To the same spot.
1: Good. So uh,
0: anyway, so. That That's, you know, my fun But that's
1: what we'll be doing this weekend Can't wait, took
0: the day off Friday to do it for
1: Well, so. and it sucks because this last weekend Because of Chris's TV We spent Saturday It redo- doesn't suck Well, we, sent, we spent Saturday redoing the family room And then we sent, spent Sunday redoing his office
0: By redoing, she means cleaning And moving everything around and hanging a TV
1: Yeah, re, like moving all the furniture And rearranging everything in his office But I think and- it's great, it looks good in there It does. Like, it it was Uh, some good change, and we cleaned some stuff out, like you said, but we spent the whole weekend moving our house stuff, and now we'll spend this next weekend literally moving her stuff.
0: One more uh, big piece of news that I forgot to put on the show notes, but I'm not going to forget to talk about, because it is really big news, is uh, Real Salt Lake has a new ownership group. Oh. So the team has been officially sold. That happened, actually... Um, it happened, like, Wednesday. So, like, right after we recorded last week, it happened. Um, and I, I had actually been talking to some other folks about it. So the, the word on the street was it was going to happen at the start of the new year. Uh, and that is exactly exactly what happened, you know, essentially a, a weekend of the first of the year it, it, uh, uh, it was announced. Um, the news broke really quickly everywhere. Um, I think they were trying to wait a little bit longer, but, you know, news like that's hard to keep under wraps. It sounds like, and I haven't seen if there's some new details, but it sounds like it's a, it was a $400 million purchase. Wow! So it is for, there's a lot of stuff involved. So, like I've said, I think, maybe I've talked about it before, but it's not just Real Salt Lake. You have a lower division team in the Real Monarchs, which is was part of USL, but is now part of some other stupid league that Major League Soccer has made up. Basically, it's the bullshit feeder league for the the pro teams. Um, yeah, in, it's so in the you US. can like
1: send your pros down to recover, and you can bring
0: people up if you need them. They still have the women's team. Is that still part? So, of it? so no, they moved that. That is still part of the deal. Oh, so this is one of the things that uh, is part of the the deal. Um, is the 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 rights to. So the, the Real, uh, the, the Real Salt Lake women's team, which was the, um, Royals. Royals they got, so we bought them from Kansas City and Deloitte Hansen basically rescued that women's league. Like it was ready to collapse. He put a bunch of money into it, purchasing that team, bringing it to Salt Lake from Kansas City and really helped create you know more with that league so one of the things was they have the rights within the next few years to bring the team back to Salt Lake City that was part of the deal they made with Major League that Soccer That
1: would be awesome which would be really
0: cool. It was very clearly a successful thing here in Salt Lake. Uh, and so, I mean, I just think given all the situation with the crazy, like, racist, misogynistic atmosphere with Real Salt Lake, keeping the women's team didn't make sense. And Deloitte was trying to get rid of assets so that he could sell things off that weren't making money. Because I don't think it was making, like, you can get some stuff at the gate and stuff, but it's not a huge, giant money Um So anyway, there's the stadium. Uh, which is, is owned by the, the club or the conglomerate now. There's the, uh, Zions Bank training fields, the facility, the stadium there, the academy, which includes a yeah, high school. The academy is uh, big. The, 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 I don't know about the residences at the academy because this is all, again, this goes back to, I talked about it a lot the like crazy interwoven thing between Deloitte Hansen's real estate shit and all the business dealings that he did.
2: And so he sold the stuff to himself and whatever else.
0: Yeah. Like he contracted with another one of his companies for certain things and really smart from a business standpoint, really made the whole transaction pretty hard to do. But $400 million, um, a couple things that are really cool about it. Uh, first off, um, what the fuck is the guy's name now? Uh, Dave, uh, David something. Uh, now I got to look it up. Anyway, so this the uh, Blitzer, Blitzer, I think. I think you're right. Uh, David Blitzer. Uh, yeah, David S. Blitzer, who is a, uh, so he's a big sports venture capitalist type dude. So he owns a um, stake in the New Jersey Red Devils, which is an NHL team, in the Philadelphia 76ers, which is a NBA team, in Crystal Palace, which is an English Premier League team, mm. uh, and uh, a couple teams in the Bundesliga and some other various areas. So he's a sports guy. And not just a regular sports guy. He has a few different soccer teams in different countries. So there's there's a big thing there. Uh, they also brought in um, I can't remember what the name of the sports group is, but there's another big venture capital sports group. Um, so it's not owned by one person anymore. Yeah, it's a conglomerate. So
1: well, uh, and now it's under it's owned by people who understand sport. So not just
0: have money. It, it also so it's Blitzer and the big one is Ryan Smith. So the Qualcomm guy that bought the Jazz, he also has ownership stake in this team, uh, and so you've got kind of a mix of a of a really big sports dude that knows how to run a sports franchise uh, and make money, and then you have Smith who is a Utah guy and knows how Utah interacts with stuff. uh, And you can combine them with some money, some venture capital money, essentially that is a sports venture capital company. Uh, Arctos Sports Partners is the name of it. Um, That's a really big fucking deal uh, to have the team in that space. Like I said, the rumor is $400 million uh, for everything, which is, you know, good on your Deloitte made some fucking money there. Probably. Um, but in, in broader news, it's, it's a really awesome thing for Real Salt Lake to finally have an ownership group. Um, on the back of that, there is some bad news. It doesn't look like uh, our, our buddy uh, uh, Rusnak. Al- Albert Rusnak, the captain for this last year, will be uh, staying with Real Salt Lake. Um, but, you know, once you have an ownership group in place, everything else, now it's easier to attract talent. Right now, they they know there's some stability. We've got a a permanent coach. We have an ownership group. An ownership group that's highly competitive and wants to win. I mean, you saw in, in a couple of years what Ryan Smith has done with the Jazz. Yeah. Like, last year was transformative. He's not afraid to spend money. He's not afraid to create an atmosphere and and you know let the people who know what they're doing do it and and make the jazz you know a good team a competitive team he did that really fast and i know it wasn't all him so that was the team building that had been happening but you know he didn't play a small it was no small part you know
2: right so. well in the jazz really haven't done great since larry miller left cuz he was passionate about it. Yeah, and I don't think the rest of his family was. So mm, they didn't care not like he did. So it's it is good to see someone who's passionate and really cares. So hopefully this will be a big turnaround for Real. I think
0: so. I think it'll be a good thing. I mean, we have a huge, you know, per capita soccer participation. So Well,
1: and they've been going crazy on social media with talking about their homegrowns and you know, highlighting their players and stuff. So, yeah, it's a good thing.
2: Hopefully this next year's hopefully it's a real big turnaround and a good season. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a bit of
0: a building year. If they can pick up some some good off-season stuff with Roostack leaving, and we have some designated player slots, now we have money that they can spend on designated players. So,
1: I have a peeve. I'm not going to name names, but there's a certain sports person who's going to be starting a podcast that's a Real pro- podcast who – still can't pronounce some of the players' names. (laughs) If you are going to be a sports person... Now, if we mispronounce, like, Chris is super passionate about it, but this isn't about sports. If you're going to do sports stuff, please pronounce the players' names correctly, the owners' names, the the team names. It's not that hard to get press packets and
0: get the pronunciations for their names. For
1: Christ's sake, especially when a player's been at a place that you're reporting on and it's your hometown like team For years You should be able to say Ruth snack And not call him Russnack. snack
0: Oh fuck him I don't care what they call him anymore all right, joining us this week is uh, Brendan Montrone, I, even though I wrote Monroe in my little file save thing here, so that's going to confuse the fuck out of me later. Um, Monroe's fun, but no, it's Montrone. It's Montrone. I like that last name, actually. Where's that from?
3: It's um, Italian. It's Italian. yes yeah, nice. oh, I can see it. Yeah, it's Montrone, I guess. Montrone. Be like that. But um, the finger, Montrone. Yeah, yeah you got to do this, too. I got
0: to be honest with you, you should be doing Montrone.
3: Yeah, I know. I, I Sometimes I say it like that.
0: Brendan Montrone. So, I would but, fucking use that all the time. Right? You can't really mispronounce my last name. It's Birch. Birch. Right. Yeah, so the only way. thing you can do is fucking spell it like the stupid tree. Right. And that's the only time it'll upset me because Jeremy's not. is
1: pretty easy too. It's
2: Gates. Gates. Yeah. yeah. However, my family is Italian, and when they came over, it's 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 the it's the typical when they came over from Italy, they didn't want their Italian to be known. They didn't want it. So they wanted it to be American. So it's super common for people to change their name to Gates when they got to the gates of Ellis Island. So right. most people, not all, but most people named Gates, the that's immigrants. where that comes that's from. In, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know
3: that. That's yeah. yeah.
1: My family hopped the border, so they just have their last name.
3: He just came mm. from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandfather came on a boat when he was five, I believe, um, with his with his mother who was in an arranged marriage wow. in West Valley. Wow, at five. Arranged in West Valley. Yep. And yeah. they bought a bunch of farmland in West Valley, and
1: that's cool.
3: Yeah, so wow. we're the only Montrons in the whole United States. Wow, it's crazy us, so.
0: Montrone.
1: Montron- Montrone, Montrone, Montrone. Yeah,
3: apparently, I've had a few friend requests from people recently in Italy, actually, that are you know have the same last name, and apparently, it's like Smith there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, I, I've, so, I've never heard the name. Yeah, there's it's a lot gonna... of them
3: there. Apparently, so I
2: like the name, like uh, Ping in
0: China. I,
3: I think it's. I think the name might be French though actually. Uh as far back as but as far so back you as they can trace. So you definitely
0: should say Montrone. Yeah. Cuz that's more Sorry. yeah, wow. I don't know, Europe like honestly w- when you get into places in Europe like Italy, France, Germany like they're all the same. Like, I know there's like imaginary borders between them, but it's all one landmass. I mean, like, mm-hmm. there's so much cultural there's, melding yeah, and structures. I on mean,
1: there. it's like a gradient of, you know, like a color. Like you start and and then it kind of like just yeah, fades. On, to, and by the time you get someplace else, that's very different, but. Depending you, on how you know, long the
3: Roman Empire right. existed. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to go to Europe and spend some time in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, and. Um Vienna is such a beautiful place. Yeah. Like, so I like how old everything is there. There's, you know, yeah, old rip-
2: there and old here too. Very different. Yeah, yeah we're like, exactly. oh, historic
0: landmarks, a hundred years old. Right,
2: <laughs> and they're right. They're
0: like, fuck, that's the neighbor's house, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? you see that castle over there? That thing's a thousand years old. <laughs>
3: and like, yeah, and,
1: and people still live in it.
3: Speaking of castles, that was uh, the Neuschwanstein. You know, the they <gasps> modeled the Disney. I yeah I off of want that one to go see that so bad it was awesome it was a magical place <gasps> and it's interesting that the the ludwig or i think his name was ludwig that that uh, so. uh, was building it he had like several castles and it was one of his summer homes it was basically yeah. and but it was like and,
0: his favorite yeah it was. it was his
3: favorite and he he was found in the lake just up the way um dead with another doctor yeah. mysteriously so
0: presumably he was gay is the, ah, the that's what that's it. that's, yeah, it's yeah that's that's the that's big taboo say. slash rumor of the Bavarian king from days past right yeah when you think of like castles in Europe people are like oh I'd love to go to Europe and and see the castles in like England and I mean there's a lot there but if you want to see fucking cool castles With the Germans you go to the Germans because mm-hmm. their shit wasn't destroyed in World War <laughs> Two exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly I
0: mean think about it like. Most of the rest of Europe. Well, like, World War Two was
2: r- like
3: horrible but for them.
2: most of Britain. Came from Germany originally. W-
0: yeah, go the, way like, back. It's all Germanic that yeah.
2: moved up. Like, yeah, but no, the German craftsmanship, German beer.
3: Oh, yeah, so, yeah really I, like I think I was 15, <laughs> fifteen or sixteen when I was there, having oh, that's awesome. having a big stein of beer in the Hofbrauhaus and nice. munching. That's so. so that's cool. pretty cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I was, so uh,
0: yeah, let's take a step back then. Um, first question is, what month were
2: you born in? Uh, June. June, so September. September was when your parents were conceiving you. Were they traveling in September? <laughs> Labor Day. Um,
3: it, you know what? I was most definitely an a high school accident.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> there
3: you go. I was too. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to you know say it. It's nothing personal. It's just you know my mom was a cheerleader and uh, he was a f- football player, so star a, football what's player. In
2: September, like Sadie Hawkins or something. They,
3: they, they homecoming. Coming? They were kids. Homecoming. Yeah. They
0: that's were a home kids. That's a homecoming baby right there. Homecoming baby. They were kids so having was it, kids. Was it here in Utah that you were born?
3: Yes. Yep.
0: So, born in Utah. I mean, I would imagine. Yep. Being uh, wor-
3: out on uh, 3200 West and thirty first South. Well, I was born up in, the, uh, was it the LDS? Yeah, LDS. Oh, avenues also, in the yeah. avenues? Yeah. yeah. So, I was born there, but um, my mother actually went to labor with me in at the cabin, which is up in the High Uinas. Oh. Um, so, geez. that was, I mean, I... I, it's kind of a place that I love, you know. It's a spiritual place for me. I just love it up there in the cabin. I just love it. Um, so Makes I knew sense. where I wanted to come out. So did you Since, grow up in
2: West Valley then?
3: Um, yeah, I did. So conceived oh, it, sweet. yeah, too. on a farm in West Valley on thirty two hundred West and thirty first South. You know where the the elementary is? Uh-huh. That's right there. Kind of kitty corner. There's a farm. There's a big gate, and that was that oh, yeah. was. And there's like two duplexes, and yep. the church that's on the corner there was my grandfather's oh, nice. hay fields and all those. The, all those um, the subdivision that's back there that was all his property as so well where did you go to school I went to Hunter Hunter Hunter, yep. Hunter. yeah yep. I actually well he's I,
0: a young and then but were you conceived in Granger
3: yes okay it yeah, was Granger. Was conceived in, yeah I grew up in so Granger, we,
1: we, went to Granger. Yeah,
3: we went to Granger oh okay Tony John Hardy <laughs> I <don't know>. maybe <laughs>
1: maybe no no I don't know no? I, don't, know. John Hardy? I no. don't I don't yeah I don't remember my high yeah. school days.
2: I don't either. So we went to Granger when Hunter opened. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We
1: had a friend that that moved over to Hunter, but like,
2: I'm guessing. I think I think either. the school
1: was only like no, I think the school was only like three or four years old when Kelly. Remember when Kelly started going there after she got Priggers? Yeah, yeah I think right.
3: Hunter opened in I want to say '92. Yeah, that was it was. About. And I graduated like, in my '93. Dad was- I guess I'm, I'm getting older. So. Well,
1: technically, I should have graduated in 94. <laughs> 94. But I think He graduated in 94.
2: 91 or 92 is when Hunter opened. Yeah.
1: So,
3: I graduated in 98.
2: So, so we had the option. No, I was having babies then. <laughs> we had the option, but most of us were like, eh. And from where we lived, five minutes away from Granger, to go to Hunter was like, wow. Why, why,
3: why? It was way further out. Because back
2: then in the 90s, it
0: was like everything was so separated. Like there was, yeah, if, there um, was still f-
2: farm fields. F- it wasn't 50, 600 west. Quite well, so the separated, the, but yeah, the big water tower on is it sixty second? It's yeah, on, that's no, up at the top. It's on. It's it, on fifty uh, fourth. That was the end of civilization. Or maybe 45th. Right. When so, we exactly. were in
3: high high school, about the white like, and red one. Over yeah, there. it was it's all fields 70. everywhere. Yeah. When we were in high yeah, school,
1: you're right. it's over this way. That was it.
3: That was ride my bikes.
0: Hardly anything beyond that. Yeah, I remember because I came here in in ninety nine, and I remember like uh, probably 2000, 2001 even. So this is, I mean, this is still a while ago, uh, but I had a, a couple friends that lived out. They're like, okay, so you're going to drive out. We're talking about here, like the We're, neighborhood right behind me. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, you're going to drive all the way out. It's going to feel like, You've hit the end of the world, <laughs> but just um, keep going. But keep going. There will be one more stoplight, and after that stoplight, then you'll turn right into the last neighborhood in the valley. And because at the time that was it, yeah, so it was like four mm-hmm. blocks that way. It, was <laughs> it. You know, four and blocks I remember, west.
2: I remember, like at the time, like in high school. Riverton was like so far out mm-hmm. there. It oh, didn't yeah. even,
1: it wasn't even, it was just farm. And yeah, we just, it wasn't a place you and went. Well, and the only way exactly. to get to it was, was, was a place you drove through. Redwood. Oh. And Herman was like 1,200 people. Well, that yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. it wasn't a place you went to, it was a place you drove through. So, like, yeah. When I grew up, I've always grown up on the west side. I've always lived in West Valley, but my grandparents have always lived in Kerns, which is where we are now. Yeah. And we are currently at the top of Kerns, yeah, which it's is like the next terminology. To Hunter, almost. Top of yeah. Kerns, yeah. yeah. If, 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 People who have lived here forever want to know where I live. I live at the top of currents because literally, that's West Valley, that's West Jordan. Yeah.
2: And when we went to high schools, when Bangor started, so I, yeah. I remember being, I remember being in gym class out at Granger, out on the field, and watching them put in um Bangeter yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah, w- we're right, watching it, it was like,
2: right next to now Granger. now. Granger
1: doesn't even exist Not as Granger one. anymore because yeah. they I tore it down and built a new Yeah.
2: <laughs> Exactly. And the house we lived in when we first moved to Utah was where Bangor is. It was tore down. It was one of those that was tore down. Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, it's crazy That's, how much it's changed. Yeah, it absolutely has. And um, my mother, so what she did was she um, worked uh, in computers um, and went to – did a lot of schooling and stuff while I was living at my grandparents. You know, So I, I grew up with my grandparents and um, – when I think I was eight years old, she got a house right next to Hunter. She she bought oh. a house right next to Hunter, um, and I think we were the fourth house in that subdivision. <laughs> oh, Wow! So you can imagine. I mean, it was it was so empty. You know, there was just nothing there, and now it's just
0: yeah. I mean, that's actually this subdivision is in that same time frame. Like, well, yeah. Now
2: is, it's completely surrounded.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's stuff. I mean. It's crazy because you want to talk about like the sticks. So Bacchus, there was nothing. Oh yeah, zero. And now on both sides of Bacchus out here, there's houses. Like the
2: the whole area there, all the hillside is being developed. Bacchus forever was the mine. We talked about the mine a couple weeks ago. That was how you got back and forth. You got and back forth and forth from the parts of the mine
0: the and mine. how you got so that from was Magna was Like,
2: nobody used Bacchus yeah. way back way
0: I, I remember. Yeah,
1: you only knew about Bacchus if you lived out here. I yeah. remember
0: driving from, because I stayed in Magna for a long time in, like, 2000, 2001. I remember driving from Magna to Harriman just to see where Bacchus took us. And I was like... <laughs> Well, it took us out into the sticks. Like, how the fuck do I get back to civilization?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I now, still have an older friend who doesn't go past like East Side stuff. So if I suggest something too far south or too far west, she'll be like, Can't we do something closer? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't she feel still feels, yeah, she still mm-hmm. feels like it's in. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> It's changed. Yeah, you gotta come out. There's, there's
0: way more of Salt Lake on the west side of the I-15, yeah, well, I 15. Well,
3: West Valley is actually per capita it's bigger That's than bigger. Salt Lake. Yeah, it's the w- biggest. Yeah. City.
2: What, what's, mm-hmm. the,
0: what's the what's I'm gonna look it up now. I'm gonna ask you guys. I'm gonna look at population of West Valley. <laughs> so Leo, looking at yeah, that.
3: Up. I wouldn't be able to cite that. But so you, you
2: graduate. looking for? So you graduated from Hunter. Then what? Then where did you go from there? So
3: I graduated from Hunter. Well, it, I had a, quite a bit of turmoil in my my younger years. I was I kind of turned out like my father did because he my my mom and dad never married. Um, he was using drugs and partied a lot, and my mom wasn't having it. So he. Took off well, and good for did, did his own thing. Yeah, she stood her ground, and that's fine. And and then I turned it up just like she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to. <laughs> So you know, um, did my own thing. I basically I dropped out when I was sixteen and got a full time job at Snowbird. Nice. Ooh, housekeeping. Fun. So and then an apartment. So I was kind of. You're a ski bum. Yeah, well, snowboarding, but I was. They're the same. Just, thing. You know, I, I was I was adulting. <laughs> I was adulting at sixteen, basically. So, um. But I've been, um, but around that same time, I've, you know, started, I've always been an artist my whole life. Um, and I started to do a few things, you know, little contracts and stuff here and there in 98, I think is when it all started. Um, I did a, I don't know if you guys know about hip hop at all, but there's a, a rap band called hieroglyphics, mm-hmm. but I did their, uh, like they, they were coming in town for a concert and I did their poster, their like poster flyer or whatever for them and we were you I know, mean, I was big in the graffiti and hip-hop scene and skateboarding scene and Chris
1: and, used to bounce for uh, raves and things oh, okay. like and set them up and stuff so back yeah. in,
3: in those back days, when there actually. were raves <laughs> yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they were actually underground Real raves and like yeah. like uprock days when uprock was on mm-hmm. State Street and actually did music stuff I don't know if yeah Ke-
3: Terry is actually my good friend that I grew up with oh, Kel yeah so yeah Terry yeah. Kelch yeah so we I've always said we were the ones that kind of brought graffiti and skateboarding to this entire valley. Fantastic. We were the first, you know. So I had the first street skate park in Utah, actually. Because I was was going to ask you about that. They're
1: everywhere now. They're everywhere. So just over here by uh, the Oval, there's one. And then on 56th out at West Valley, there's one. Back
2: in the day junior high high school I, there was nothing well was so there. so yeah,
0: in and no. in i remember in the 90s when utah got its first like like salt lake area got its first big skate park like it was a big deal we had we had people because i grew up in green river wyoming like two and a half three hours away we had people take road trips to come to the skate park yeah we there. used to
3: take road trips to saint george because it was the only um it was called lip tricks i think mm-hmm. um that was back when i was you know all into skateboarding i mean Ours here was in. There was Mrs. C's, and then they did lock-ins at Classic Skating Rink.
1: Oh, I remember remember that. that. The lock-ins,
3: yeah. Mrs. C's. We used to do lock-ins and stay there overnight and stuff. And it was just, you know, and that was it. It was Jason Coulson, you know, and all, all my friends there. And and then I had uh my at the farm. My grandparents had a tennis court that was not being used, and so I had Andy build a bunch of ramps in there, and we held contests and nice. We had those two big boards that we, you know, would paint and do graffiti on those. And so um, that's where I got my start was, I mean.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how you got, I mean, that explains everything. Yeah, we were were the OGs. (laughs) How you got connected with, like, grip tape and stuff because I know I was looking through your bio. Yeah, and that's
3: one of my friends from that era, Troy Johnson, that owns that company. So shout out to Bond Grip.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a ton of his artwork. Actually, is their grip tape. I remember yep. going to Taylor's bike shop
3: in Taylor. That's where I bought my first skateboard. Turns. That's where everybody. That was yeah, the only. That was place one of
2: the only places to get like not the. The Kmart garbage, like a. Vision, real Ken Parks. Skateboard, and, yeah. Tony Hawk, the. Yep. There's Ken, still, to be honest. Mike McGill. Yep. There's still not
0: Jeremy tons. Yep. There's still not tons. Cause, I mean, you do have like the big retailers like Zoomies and crap that started selling that stuff. Well, when it got really popular, like Salty Peaks jumped in on it, but they weren't the first. No. No, no. And, and now, I mean, Ranch has been around for a long time. Pure skate shops, there's still not a ton in the valley. Like Milo is a really good one. There's it's a like, few. Skate and snowboard shops.
3: There's, there's yeah. one in Sugar House that I can't remember the name of her on highland i think it is right next to del taco there was a new one that i had no idea oh, yeah. existed
2: taylor's even. bike shop though that do you was still yeah, place. it was the jam and there was yeah. a guy in the wheelchair
3: do you remember the smell of that place oh yeah like urethane yeah it was the best so, i just love that so place. we'd
2: ride our skateboards there i mean yeah it was probably four or five miles away from I mean, we rode yep. skateboards everywhere because right? there
1: wasn't anything between you and taylor's bike no shop.
2: <laughs> yeah no so and then the guy in the wheelchair i i, I If I even know his name, I don't know. But he was the one that ran the skateboard Mm -hmm. section, and that's where you'd go and you'd get your grip tape. And when you when you finally got to the point where you knew what you were doing, you'd buy it yourself because it was cheaper and put it on
3: yourself. Yeah,
2: or you could pay them to do it. But we we would
3: just oh, just put it on yourself. We'd just
2: do grip tape parties, and three or four of us would buy it, and then we'd all do our boards. And I
3: had I had a moment of nostalgia the other day. Uh, um, involving skateboards and I, I looked up those old Ken Park visions uh, uh-huh. you know the one with the the wizard biting the goblin's finger uh-huh. and I just love to go through the, the old art and the stuff double they're, vision, actually, they're worth a lot of money now
2: the double vision the first time that the tail mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. the nose came up together because yep. at first the, te- the tail was up and the yep. foot was flat yep. but the double vision was the first board where it was both Guys, I, have a, yep. I have a confession
0: to make I chose wrong in the 90s. Wrong. <laughs> the skateboarding was all a rave and mm-hmm. there were rollerblades. It's rage. Yeah. You know, uh, I chose the rollerblades. You chose rollerblades. Yeah, it was the wrong choice.
3: Yeah. You know, we were the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. skateboarding. <laughs> well, so Jeremy had,
1: was like, not a cool kid. So we had a, <laughs> we
0: had a, they put in a half, it was like the, like the craziest, like, problematic thing in my small ass town we put in a half pipe mm-hmm. which is really just a quarter pipe uh, in in real terms but it was like it was huge because I had all these kids that were skateboarding and rollerblading that had a place to go but they used to have fucking huge fights <laughs> <Like the> skateboarders <laughs> and the rollerbladers would just beat the shit out of each other yeah uh,
3: that was I started I think I had moved out of town when that kind of was all going on and stuff but I'm
2: but yeah I chose wrong I never learned to the- like properly skateboard I remember we stole a parking block, had that in front of my house while my dad got tired. Yeah. So you could like grind it? Took it away. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we, I, we built, uh, a, a rail.
1: I have absolutely no memory of this.
2: And you lived across the street from me. So, yep. <laughs> no memory. We made a rail and we took the PVC, cut it in half and nailed it onto a, like, two by six, like 10, 12 feet long. And mm-hmm. I built a ramp, a, a small jump ramp. Yeah. We. Had, I mean, it was,
1: I recall none of this, but,
2: yeah. But I this have was no memory. Did you wear
3: pads? knee
2: pads after I
3: occasionally wiped with it ramps up. yeah but, but never a but helmet. never yeah never a helmet no, no. That, was yeah, like gloves. A, that was my point it was back in the day gloves, we just, because they looked cool do you yeah do you still skateboard um I'll, I do have one I push around yeah. I'm I'm you don't do sweet tricks off of half pipes you're not Tony Hawk still I, I don't it? the last cool trick that I landed was a 180 nose grind to switch front side <laughs> big spin kick flip out and I was the ledge guy I was always into ledges and I would go down like the, at the university of utah there's that big fountain yep we used to call it the fountain and i you know I was grinded that whole thing all the way down that 20 something stairs and landed it and you know i was i was gonna go pro and i was in the first uh random lurkers our friend my friend mark white kind of stayed in the industry and kind of brought up a lot of younger generation and they just just tore it up i mean these kids were just so good you know they were just so good at skateboarding Um, But everything changed. I mean, everything changed. The boards got
2: lighter. They got more aerodynamic. The trucks got lighter. There was a period of time where the wheels were like these massive Mm -hmm. monster. So it's like a lot of it, a lot of that changed, which, in my opinion, made a lot of that easier.
3: Yeah, it did. It did. But yeah. The boards were definitely conducive. But I remember when I was that age I was throwing myself down eight stairs as well and just uh-huh. walking away from it, you know? And, and now I, I mean, I would just shatter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, so I, so. I, I asked cause I've got, you know, a, a business partner of mine, did marketing for Burton for years and for Xbox when they first released with Amped, uh one of their releases. I titles. worked on that game. Yeah, well, then you probably know him. You probably know Brenner yeah, I worked
3: at Microsoft Studios out in <laughs> yeah, West Brenner, Alley.
0: You probably know Brenner then yeah, I would I, imagine. I probably do. Uh so he's got a he's still got a uh a half pipe in his freaking garage. So he has a three car garage. The third garage the, the third bay of the garage which has uh garage doors on both sides is for a fucking skate ramp. Nice, and you know he still tries to do tricks with his kids who are like you know seventeen and twenty. He still tries to do tricks <laughs> like they do on skateboard and up on the mountain on on snowboard. And at least once a season, he seriously injures himself. Yeah. Right,
3: my friend Troy that um, that owns skate uh, Bond Grip. He actually his basement. Uh, he put a bunch of ramps in his basement. So yeah, yeah, some, some kids at heart. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The Nada Sport, yeah, The Sport, little panther. tiny thing. Yeah. The first one that came out was that little tiny thing, and then it got a little bit bigger. But yep. did you guys
0: ever go? There was a uh, what the hell was the name? It was a it was like a little shop in Bountiful, right off of uh, uh, what, Six North or whatever that that main exit where, where the shop
3: was. Never made it up. They up there. had a
2: skate park in the basement of the building uh, like in a little
0: strip
3: oh, mall so oh. in West Valley.
2: None of us, st- I and mean, we had crappy old cars, but we didn't venture
3: out that way. Yeah. I went to the University of Utah and downtown to skate and that was it.
1: When you live on the west side, you stay on the west side.
3: mm Yeah. Generally. It's because
0: you're frowned upon everywhere else.
3: Right. Well, especially... Thank you. Skating. Skating. W- late 80s, early 90s. It was the... Ba- it was the you were white gl- trash. It was the glory days. We did it before it was cool. Yep.
2: Yeah. And then when Gleaming the Cube came out yep, everybody yep. was like... it yeah. like became a little more mainstream, right. I guess. And right.
3: The good old days. Yeah. So the good old days...
0: So you always wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Um, did you ever have any like formal art training at all when you were uh,
3: um, up no, um, you know, maybe a painting class here or there just as a kid. But um, I went through all the way and you know in high school I was always doing the art classes and excelled in those. And um, I've also um, in 2000 I did some some uh, an associates in front end web development. They call it back then. It's just web design. Yeah. That's what they call it back then. So
0: much different yeah, now.
3: <laughs> yeah, and 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 I, and I didn't never did anything with that. You know, it's just something I put on a resume that's like, you know, you can't I, even I you shows can't, that you finished school. Yeah, you can't even verify it. Yeah, you know yeah. anymore. It's just like one of those things. And then I, um, before I switched to um, my own business and uh, being a photographer, I um, I was gonna continue with my video game um career so who did
2: you work with because
3: i know there's some big video game big big names here there yeah there used saw. to be a lot more too um my first contract there was um, i think thinking 99 so well at the time i was working at knuckleheads mm-hmm. um as i was i love knuckleheads yeah so i was running that store um, with Alex, my friend Alex, and I probably saw you there. I'm sure. I'm sure time it time. was back when we could drink. Cause Cause you guys I was are like, about the same age. Yeah, because yeah.
0: like, I graduated in '99 and I came to Utah to go to the University of Utah, and I was in Knuckleheads all the damn yeah, time.
3: Yeah, right? a lot of people when they meet me, they're like, "I know you from somewhere," and I'm like, "Knuckleheads," and they always yeah. say, "Oh, that's what I was."
2: Totally, um, it's um, funny because I, I
3: lived there basically. You started
2: college the year I graduated.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we would have been there at the same time. I mean there's just yeah. there's just no way. Of, but yeah, with, so
3: with 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 knucklehead's the way, the way it worked was um, the owner would you'd basically manage the shop and work your ass off and basically live there and do everything and then he would give you and you could pick any city and you could open your own store. Um and in between that I got a job doing video games and I just kind of you know customer yeah. st- tobacco cu- you know i was like video games you know and i so i took my first job there and i did that for about 10 years hopped around from different studios and uh publishing companies gt interactive was here that i yeah. worked at for several years insomniac i worked uh-huh. um incognito which is now eat sleep play i think or yeah, I or think warner it's, brothers it's yeah one of those sleep, two i
0: think eat sleep play bottom
3: yeah and um so, and that was, you know, going to be my career. So, I, I'm halfway through bachelor's in game design. I went through that. That's the, a
0: long the, time to do some game design work and then to, to decide to. Uh, to just bail on it. Yeah. I
3: know. And, well, and there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, there's a couple of reasons for that for sure. Um, It's kind of a.
0: It's a. It's a, it's, a it's, that
3: it, might be a, a much longer story than that's a, we well, have I have mean, time game, for. But. Game
0: design's like. Cause it's, game design, game design in the, in the late
2: nineties, early two thousands is very different than it is today. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy now is, um, Julia had a friend when they graduated from high school that got a full ride scholarship for playing, whoa, I can't remember. What, it was, it was an esports scholarship for League of Legends, I think. Yeah. And
0: I'm like, yeah.
3: what the hell? Yeah, he I got know. A scholarship I know. Playing video games. Yeah, I know. Then here I was also, how with the my fuck Atari. Is that, how the fuck <laughs> is that
0: game still like one of the biggest games out there? I don't, I've
3: games never games. even played it.
2: So yeah, he got a scholarship. For playing games, I'm like,
3: okay, yeah, I guess that's crazy. You, you
0: probably know
2: actually
3: one of my Times first college
0: roommates, uh, James, um, the redheaded dude, he worked
2: on he
3: worked on AMPT. Uh, yeah, yeah. If he was out at Microsoft Studios yeah. then I'd probably cross paths, but
0: there were tons of people working at the Microsoft Studios yeah. in Salt Lake at that point in time.
3: Yeah. It was pretty big. And then they um one of the biggest regrets I had was when um I think it was GT Interactive, we we got bought out by Infograms which was a huge European publishing company, and they offered me to relocate to California and I and I I chose to not go. And I think that's when I kind of took a turn kind of towards a, a bad path in my life, you know, it was a bad time in my life where I made some poor decisions and and just got in with a bad crowd. But I'm you know, that's I that's love I love the video game industry, you know, it's I, I, I still I still keep up with it, you know, is just a little bit. Um, are
1: you a console player or are you a PC player?
3: I originally was a PC player, um, but I have a PlayStation 4 that I like to play sometimes. But it's it's different when you work on them for so many years. You come home and you don't play video games for fun because no. you're, you're working on them. And you're working on one game for a long time <laughs> you know you literally know it inside and out anything about it like yeah. everything about it
1: i don't know anything about any of the things you guys are talking about i was never interested or did any of it <laughs> yeah
3: and that's that's fine that's
1: but it's funny because you've got him for the skate stuff and you've got him for the video game stuff, right so that's
3: because for us
2: being a poor kid in the late 80s early 90s like a skateboard is that was your mode of transportation yeah. Yeah. that was what you did. I was all-
1: an only child, so I just got driven protection. where I wanted to go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I had rollerblades and <laughs> my feet. I walked a lot. I, I didn't have a gaming system. I didn't have... And neither did really any of my friends. You know friends. What we did for fun as poor
0: people in Green River, Wyoming in the you summer? You drank
1: and did drugs. No, like when we were kids, we <laughs> yeah, literally... Yeah, you did. Like,
0: okay, <laughs> that's...
1: Okay,
3: but in, the
0: summer, <laughs> in the summer when we ran out of things to do, like, w- th- this was, this oh, was an average... and you lit off fireworks. This was an average day in the summer for us. Yeah, it like, sounds
3: like a fun day.
0: Even at like 13 years old, like, we would walk from one end of town to the other and green river is pretty spread out. Like it's, I mean, we probably put on 10 plus miles it's, a day. Easy. It's
1: the before and after the, the, the pass through the mountain, right?
0: Yeah, so we would walk all the way up, basically to South Hill, which is what goes up to Flaming Gorge Reservoir, and we would walk back down. We would stop at and there were a lot more grocery stores back then, but we would stop at every grocery store to get any free samples that they had. We would go to like Arctic Circle <laughs> to get the free kitty cones. Yeah, we would kitty stop cones. anywhere that we could to get free shit. Like that was just what we did on the day. We would and dumpster get, dive. Uh, yeah, at the McDonald's that my brother works at now, manages. Skating,
3: yeah. and we used to do that downtown at yeah. the bread places. Just, oh, yeah. And you can pull up all the brand new yeah. bread and stuff that was still packaged and everything. Yeah. We loved it.
0: That's the best, man. That's the so It, has no it, it idea. would soak up
3: all the. This is so far away. It would away soak, from it would my soak life. up all the Pabst Blue Ribbon that we were drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: This is so far away PBR. from the life that I've lived. <laughs> There's a lot of natty
2: light for us growing up.
0: Yeah.
1: PBR was what my grandpa drink. So PB what everybody's grandpa drank, and that's what sounds like get. we would so sounds see. like
3: we would have all been friends. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%.
1: Well, he's too old for you, but yeah, probably one hundred percent.
3: Well, every all of my friends are all older. Actually, growing up, I mean, when I was sixteen, all I had was twenty two, twenty three, twenty four year old. Oh, well, then
0: Jerry, well, that's because you, you were. Did cause you know any of the Bangutter kids? They uh-huh. were
2: big in the, sk- the Bangutter kids. There's three or four of them that were really big into skating and like did some of the local competitions and stuff like that.
3: Uh, I know. I know uh Ross Banger but he's a painter he's one of my best friends yeah. but he's <laughs> Kyer. you will have to ask him if he's... he he did the the Fear Factory the paintings. yeah oh, oh, nice. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Kyer. That's awesome. He's one of my best friends.
0: So how did you get into how did you decide to get into photography because I know that's a big part of of your artistic it's my side thing now,
3: yeah. What you're doing yeah, now. yeah, that's what I love to do. It's I'm very passionate about it. Um I kind of a funny story. I so I was dating this girl named Sardet Dawn. Shout out to <laughs> Um and we we fell in love and we were pretty much inseparable and she was modeling at the time that I met her for another photographer. And so that was my first exposure to photography. Um was through him and um being an artist, I was kinda of messing around. I I was always into Photoshop and doing stuff like, you know, with Photoshop and stuff and I mirrored an image you know mirroring an images mm-hmm. I do that to a lot of my images if you haven't noticed and it creates like this fractal symmetry in the middle that's kind of cool like you know people see faces and little animals and... like a
1: nowhere is this, zone. Is this yeah. back
3: like
2: early 2000s Photoshop
3: or yeah this newer no this is this is when I first did it because I remember because were... now all the all the phones like they have yeah. apps that do I remember it early
2: 2000s Photoshop it was like freaking magic
3: yeah like yeah, it, it
2: would blow you away and i mean you look at it now and it's like that's stupid but at the time it was like
3: well no yeah it, it's actually i say now photoshop blows me away compared to what it was because of what it can do the ai technology that's in there that will basically do a lot of the work for you but at the time when
2: photoshop first came out when we first started oh, it, was it was awesome because like, we yeah. had we had paint before that
3: exactly yeah. and that was it and, and
2: you
0: picked and,
3: six colors
0: and let me tell you Paint hasn't changed. It's pretty much the same program nope. as it was back then. That's still mostly what I use.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I use paint to crop things. I
0: can't tell you how many professional marketing things that I have done in, in PowerPoint and paint. Mm-hmm. And then just export it out and been like, boom, put it into Illustrator. Like, I did this in Illustrator. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I did not do that in Illustrator. So, you play, so you're playing with Photoshop. Yep. Yeah, and so I mirrored this image and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I really liked it, but I couldn't share it online because I didn't take the photo. And I was like, well, I want to keep doing this. I want to explore this more from an artistic side. And I was like, but I can't share any of it. So I have to take my own pictures. So I picked up a camera and I never stopped. I literally never stopped. I That's just, awesome. I just, you So is it
2: all digital that you've
3: done or was it originally? The... No, I, I was I started digitally. And so, I mean, back in high school, there was the photography darkroom and stuff, right. you know, back then. But oh, yeah. I, I never... I never was in the process. I mean, I did a complete just jump into photography, both feet, and and I found I had a talent for it.
2: So, what kind of photography were you doing then versus what you're doing now?
3: Um, it's it's it hasn't changed. I do landscapes, nature. I, I mean, I'll take. I've done events. I've done. I've even shot a wedding before. Um, I did a lot of portraits when me and Chardy were dating a lot. You know, we were doing photo shoots at home, and so fashion. You know, we would do fashion shoots and stuff like that. I am um, I do a lot of commercial f- product photography just on my own, just for my own stuff that I need to photograph, okay. you know? And so I got a little little studio set up for that. And, um, you know, I, I kind of do a little bit of everything, but, but landscapes and nature is where my passion lies. Uh,
0: okay, so I'm just going to throw this out here because I didn't really fuck around on your website too much. I was just looking at some of the artwork um, but the, the, the mirrors, like when you go in there and you select one, this is the coolest thing. So it's going to ask you what kind of medium that you, you, you know, put these out as, uh, you fucking get to choose for a lot of these like mirrors. Like you go in there and on the website, you can like just do regular boring paper. If that's what you fucking Oh yeah. Like. Yeah. There's four metal prints. Really good. You can put it on a hoodie. You can put it as, oh, that's a, as cool. a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, as I've a got phone merch. case yeah. That's awesome. So like,
2: the metal print, I, I wish I could. Every time we talk. Metal photo. I forget his name. Iron Pine. Iron Pine. Is the, the up calendar. in Warram. It's in Ogden. 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 And you no. so,
1: Iron Pine in Ogden, Jeremy. Iron Pine in <laughs> Ogden. So he
2: does the metal prints, and he's one of the main guys in Utah that does not So we had him on uh, a little while ago, a few months ago. But he was saying that that he gets people all the time that gets these metal prints, and they think that it's backlit.
3: Yeah. Like, it's it's no, amazing. It's, the color gamut for metal prints is amazing. The it's um, and I'll say this. Bay Photo, who I outsource with, um, you know, because I don't print or do the metal prints. Obviously, I outsource yeah. that. Um, and I just recently um made a sell um with one of the uh, a recent picture I took up at Mirror Lake, and I sent her an email just to make sure, you know, I knew she had received it, and I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And she was like, "I'm blown away with the quality of this." She was like, "It's way better than I expected," and I was like. Thanks, I think, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, but I was really happy um, that she was happy and, and it looks really cool. I can.
2: Yeah. It, just about anything I've seen on the metal print is so just amazing.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys this website and we'll, we'll put it on all our links and shit, but it's a Miri image. So M I R I. I, I.
3: Yep, It's kind of hard to spell, and that's kind of, that's, but it's also a name that wasn't taken. It's cool. So it might, it's It's, it's, it's kind of
0: like
1: hot dog water.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, hot dog water. Hot dog dash water. <laughs> that's, never mind. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you go to the site, uh, and, uh, I, I just think it's cool. I haven't seen too many artist websites that are like this where you can get that picture or that image and, put it where, put it it on, where you want on it. whatever you want
3: and that's just that's really cool one other cool thing about my website is it has augmented reality so you don't have to download anything you can actually take my artwork and put it on your walls at home to size it to Color match. Oh,
2: that's, oh so that's cool.
3: Using your cell phone, so you don't have to download anything. It'll just augmented reality put my work on your walls. Oh, at that's home. fucking that's just, awesome. which is a really cool feature. It really is so is. awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh,
1: th- that probably comes from all the the tech background. So you might not have technically done something with that, but like your brain is clearly working. You bringing know, that into says. your artwork yes that right. side of your your brain right.
0: and i actually really like so this is a thing brian i um you probably saw around how we have artwork everywhere. well he probably
1: didn't because we didn't yeah. really pause we have artwork like
3: everywhere I mean, all I, over the house i actually i was gonna bring you guys a print too and i and then i like ran out the door and i and forgot then fail. That's <laughs> i know so so i am gonna bring one back though
1: but, <laughs> that'd be cool but
0: one of the things that we have now is we don't we lot. have to have a
1: rule that it has to... The next piece of art has to be... An original. An
0: original. because we're we're tired of... Like, we love supporting artists, but like... And so we've There's prints. only so much space for prints. But I've
1: got five framed things, and I'm like...
3: You don't have room for them, them yeah. Not Where are yeah. you going to well, put
1: them? And it... I mean, I have... But that was like... I, like, I want to put them specific. Like, I have an idea. Like, I you have, have this idea and, and, of and how you I'm want like, it to be. What am I going to move?
0: Like, I don't. And so I was I was drawn. I get it. On your site to the original art. Yeah. Uh, because you're selling original stuff, but it's not yeah. these. It's not the mirror images. It's acrylic. Yeah. Stuff.
3: Yeah. So I got into acrylic painting. Um, I, you know, like I said, I've been an artist, a painter just my whole life. Um, I actually used to. I started out. Painting um, those little figures and do tabletop games, oh, yeah. The Warhammer. I yeah, so I'm a total total nerd. Like, really, I really am. Um, I was painting those at comics Utah back. You comics remember comics Utah. Utah? Oh my gosh,
1: our friend Josh used to. Oh, no, Josh one of the original Oh yeah, yeah, I know
3: Josh. Oh, Josh yeah. is a close he friend of ours. To,
1: he helped start
3: this. Podcast. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. oh cool.
2: There he worked forever.
1: forever. Games with him every Thursday. Oh, still. that's
3: awesome. Yeah, small world, isn't it? Yeah, and then got Chris Hoffman. If I had all the magic cards that I had I know, right? back then, <laughs> I'm telling you. He like,
1: sold his because he was like, I'm not going to use these. And now he's got like, he's got a whole cabinet. And now you've him. got
3: more at sea. So do I. I, I, works, I, I built my collection again and yeah. I'm, I'm about to sell it off. again. Plus, see, back, honest, but...
0: back then in those days, like we didn't. Look, in the 90s, we didn't know. In the early 90s, we if, had no fucking clue. If what we had known,
3: Earth. Like, dude, if we had known. We're
0: like, oh, here, yeah, I'll trade you this stupid land that's, you know, like Tundra for a fucking shivan dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the dragon's and cool.
3: and, and now, now they're worth $5,000. And
1: now the group of friends that he does tabletop stuff with, they will still, like, in fact, just on New Year's Day, they will get together and have their own little magic Awesome. we're
0: trying to set up another one right now i'm sure nice. you are
1: so, they usually do them about, about quarterly or so they'll just get together on their own yeah. usually after something releases or whatever and,
3: riffs was the game we played i, I had, get so, i get my riffs i don't i don't riffs riffs no like i don't remember dragons that. thing
0: so
2: yeah.
3: no but i get my i still get my fix with magic for because it's they've got a arena now it's yeah. an online and yeah, i a lot of that.
2: Keep oh, that all the
3: time i might actually have to <laughs> find it, to look you up because we can play against each other because I've yeah. never played with anybody that I know. It's always people that I don't know. Some 12 year old. They finally Yeah, got it exactly. Right. <laughs> the bullshit Sometimes, they put out. I've in gotten 2001. used to
1: what, um, what's the thing that you watch? Uh, I can't think of the pro, the, the paid. Twitch. Twitch. Twitch, I've gotten used to hearing it because he'll be watching it and then he'll need, he cooks in our house. So he'll be do, and so he'll, sometimes he'll cast it up onto the TV or he'll pull it up or whatever. And so I've gotten used to like, Oh, they're in a pause. Yeah. Hey, babe, I I heard that it stopped. Can you come or whatever? <laughs> right. Because now yeah. I know all of the sounds because I don't yeah. watch it. Yeah, but,
3: but you hear the sounds. And I know effects. like
1: the voices. like oh, I don't like that that person. Yeah, that oh, guy. He can you bugs like me. Not, like his voice <laughs> or <her laughs> How far or,
0: how far has stuff come that like t- Twitch is like I, for a long time I didn't understand. I'm like, why the fuck would you watch someone play a video game? But now I. Do a lot of that because I don't have time to play video games, but it's something that can be on in the background that's just there. Mm -hmm. And I don't really give a shit what they're doing; I'm just listening and occasionally catching images of it. But like, I didn't understand that. But how how crazy is it that now people make Make a living, and some of them make a really really good good living?
2: living. Uh, Like
0: some of them are like
1: having people watch them play and look at Mm -hmm. how far
2: we've come because. When I was in high school in the late 1900s, um, <laughs> it, that wasn't cool. Like, that stuff was not cool. Oh, no, like, you're... Yeah. No. Playing those games was... I mean, we did it, but it was not cool. It wasn't... Main- mm. And now it's, like, mainstream. Yeah, now it's, it's a big like, deal now. Now you are cool if you do that stuff. Yeah, everyone plays video games. And yeah. I
0: don't. Us, us adults play video yeah, you do, too. I color. Yeah, you also play video games what on the Switch with me. Play. I never played. Oh, I guess <laughs> I
1: sort of. I I will play. <laughs> I will play Mario games.
2: Yeah, it's still a game, man. So, so we do need to switch gears a little bit because I want to oh. talk about your geodes. Yeah, and how you got involved. No, with I want to
1: talk I about the acrylic.
2: Th- we didn't finish.
0: We that. didn't oh, talk sorry. about the acrylics because oh, okay. yeah. that's acrylics. actually really
1: cool. Because I think that the texture of acrylics it's that. very tactile and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to have art. With it, texture,
3: yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I love, I love ac- working with acrylics. Um, I tried pour painting just on a whim, just saw a video about it, and I love to paint. And so, you know, I've done oil painting in the past and just messing around. And one of those things, I become, I just never looked back. And I just, you know, but this
0: isn't like this isn't late, like a bucket that you're swinging in front of the
3: no, no, or... nothing like that. It's it's more of um. With the work that I do, it's more about preparing the color that is the, the most important part, getting the consistency of the colors the way I want it to be so that it performs the way I want it to. Um, and then it was just getting the formulas down and then getting it just dialed in to where it did what I wanted it to do on the canvas. Because basically, I always just fill a cup with different colors, and I put it upside down on it, and then I lift it up. And then I torch it. I use a torch, and, oh, that's and it cool. create. And the silicone oil I mix with it makes different colors sink and yeah. oh, rise to the top.
1: That's what I like about acrylic is just so just it's yeah, depth. it's just really so fun. Cool. And
3: and the first time, and that's what got me hooked, was seeing that process or that moment when everything would just kind of unfold in front of me, and I just got hooked on it. That's really that's cool. cool. Yeah, and and it was more of like I never thought of selling them, and then someone was like, "Hey, can I buy one of those?" And I was like. <laughs>
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Sure. You know, and then, and I mean, one, I was selling geodes at a local, you know, vending at a local farmer's market. And I think this lady came and she sat there for uh, two hours at my booth and picked out 10 different paintings. And that she did her whole house with. And so I'm like, and and I I didn't, I didn't get her information. And it was like, damn, I should have, you know, now that I know about building a business and, you know, email lists are like everything and just customer lists and bases. um, But yeah, so that's how I got into painting. And, and that's the thing. It's kind of like a, a, my website's kind of like a jumbling of my three, you know, hobbies basically that I love to do. And, you know, the products of each.
0: Now we can talk about geo. Okay. Now
2: <laughs> with <geodes>. So how- <coughs> Excuse
0: me. No, apparently,
1: Jeremy can't talk about geos. he's
2: no. all so, choked up over it. What did that? How? How did that come about? Because obviously, you've got all this other stuff going
3: on. Where and uh, where and that. somehow. So, how
2: much acid were you on when
0: you were out in the middle of the desert? <laughs> <and geodes>?
3: Mushrooms? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
3: to be honest, um, no. I I actually have. I was in the middle of a lightning storm out there wow. oh whoa. dangerous fucking place to on be seven right. grams of emotions. just
0: just <laughs> so you guys for people that don't know the utah desert especially out in like the dugway area i mean we've talked about dugway at length but like the utah desert there's nothing tall so like, it
1: just strikes the ground sage, or
0: sage, find something sagebrush is like foot and a half there's a good
3: sagebrush <laughs> maybe three foot I was watching arc lightning happen around me. <laughs> so it was yeah. right down the street and it was literally it came out of Nora, and it went like this, little arcs in the middle yes. of the sky and it was like I was like holy shit you and then be and then terrifying. and then one s- struck like about I want to say a football field away which is pr- really pretty close. close. That's close, really close. That's close enough to knock you on your knees. My nose. hair went yeah. and stood up. I just Ran to my car and was just like, "Oh, it's time to get inside the yeah, car." Just going to sit in the car for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and that's passes. what I did for a little bit. So, um, yeah, that was that was an experience. But so I got into the geode thing. Um, someone in my family—it's like kind of like a second cousin type thing—is a geologist, and oh. and we ended up going to the Dugway geode beds one time. I want to say it was nine years ago, ten years ago, a long time ago. And um, we uh, on the way back my grandmother got into an accident oh and my aunt actually rolled the car with my grandma and my two cousins in it thankfully everyone was okay the geodes like cut them up you know when they were banging around and stuff but um but everyone survived and i just i i i had such a great time that day but you know it was it was such a tragedy afterwards you know so i had mixed feelings about the place so i kind of I just went back to explore it myself, you know, I went back by myself to explore it and, and I just loved it. And I, because I'm um, growing up as a kid, I was always the one in the river, you know, I'm five years old in the river up at Mill Creek, uh-huh. picking up rocks and, you know, I always had a collection and so it's always been near and dear to my heart, just, you know, exploring nature and all that stuff. And it kind of speaks to the whole photography side of me as well, you know, cause yeah. I, so when I go out there, I, I usually go in the middle of the night so that I get a sunrise oh. shoot, you know, because the sunrises and sunsets out there are just amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. And a lot of them, I mean, I have a lot of them posted and there's just, I'm, I mean, I've seen some things that are just like, holy cow, is that real? Um, I
2: Well, and, and where you're not in the city because it is in the middle of nowhere. It's in the
3: middle of nowhere.
2: You, you don't have the light pollution.
3: I don't have anything.
2: You don't have the interruptions. And so I'm sure, I'm sure... You can get
3: just my Milky Way pictures that I take are from out there, yeah. um, except for a couple that were down in Escalante, which I need to revisit. Escalante
0: and Capitol Reefer were the best Milky Way pictures yeah. come from. The oh, I've they're absolutely amazing.
3: I, I can't yeah. wait to go back because I, I, I went there and did my first shoot there um, when I was first starting in photography. And I, I got... I pulled away, you know some some great shots. But now that I know a lot more, I, oh, yeah, I can't. Like, I actually understand. Now that I <laughs> now that I know what I'm doing, I, I can't wait to go back. I really can't. Um, I've been meaning to um, quite quite often or quite you know soon. I want to go back. So this year I'm going for sure. So
2: so the GL kind of a side
3: gig. You're saying yeah, you it be- to- So it became. I, I ended up going out there by myself one time and then me and my buddies would go a couple times. And so what happened was I I started digging my own hole. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been out there. There's big pits that BLM has came and they've dug big pits out and everything. Well, I just went and I started digging just in a flat space away from everything else. And I ended up hitting a pocket of them like a big pocket of them. I've been digging in them for five years. The wow, same the same holes. Wow, <laughs> wow that's I've been so digging cool. the same hole for five years I was going to say, because
0: it's not like, like, geodes are freaking amazing, but part of what's so cool is they're not super easy to find. Like
3: No, so that's what's interesting to me is that when I'm selling them at a table, because I've got some of the best that you have ever been found, period. Um, the blue ones that I've been finding that are this electric blue, it was new. It had never been seen before. Um, and red quartz, I'm finding green quartz, I'm finding black quartz in a lot of them in dog tooth formation, which is really weird. I actually've had four geologists look at it and they can't tell me what it is so i'm thinking i'm finding i'm thinking i'm onto something where i'm at digging
2: it's the aliens they're planting them out there well it's probably
0: like leftover chemical test shit from douglas
3: <laughs> i always thought that it was just you know those sheeps out there they just use yeah. weapons on them and then they would just explode into crystals there you
2: go so so not to give away any of your secrets but what are you looking for
3: no no i, I tell everyone and the thing is i'm i'm I get asked all the time cause I'm pretty prominent on rock County, Utah as and I share my finds there. Um, I'm the geo guy, you know, and everyone knows who I am. And every, and I get approached a lot about, you know, Hey, where, where's your spot at? And, and always, like, I'm not fucking telling yeah, you. Yeah. that's basically, I'm <laughs> like, well, if you, if I'm with you out there, then I'll show you. Cause you know, I can't hide it at that point, you know where I'm at, but I, I call it pit C cause hmm. there's pit a and B and I've made my own. So it's pit C. Um, but interesting enough, when I when I made a comment online about it, somebody came in with a backhoe to my spot within a month really? of me making a comment online about it. So no. someone was watching, waiting, and then, and then I, fa- I just barely found out last week that it was BLM themselves that went out to open more stuff up, you know, so you know, For other people, people would find it, right? But the thing is, is they didn't even touch my two holes that I've been digging in. Because there's two holes specifically, like literally two spots. And I mean, I haven't gone bigger than this room, and I've so, been doing five years. I've pulled more out of that spot. That's than, insane. Than, that's
0: insane. So when you pull them, are most of them fully intact, and then you have to break them open? Yeah. So or the ones that I'm
3: broken. So the ones that I'm finding are actually in situ in the volcanic clay. Fifteen feet down. So I'm. I've dug fifteen feet down. Oh wow! So it's, it's yeah. A hole. I've been. I worked my butt off to get there.
0: <laughs> and this is when clay. I finally like, found, this found it. It. No, Easy this digging. is
3: tough digging. Like I'm talking like solid, solid clay. Um, and so it's interesting. Once you get down there though to that layer, and you find one, you know you're on to it. And and what's interesting is they they've just gotten bigger as I've gone down, and I'm up to basketball size now. Whoa. Ah! I'm finding whole basketball-sized ones, and I still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. And I mean, these are cool. So,
0: like, when you think of geodes, typically you think of like just all the super crystalline stuff inside. Yeah, these just the few that you have on your site, like they're they're gorgeous inside, and and it's like like, huge sheet of crystal, like one giant, nice crystal. Fork. So do they break
3: the, pretty easy? The variety of... There's all types. There, there, the variety realized, of geodes and of things out there. It's a geological hotspot. I don't think we've even begun to scratch the surface of what's out there. And it to has be to be
0: tied to... Because I'm
3: finding opal. Like I yeah. said, I'm finding stuff that even geologists don't know what it is. And so I don't think that we've even scratched the surface of it. That's so cool. It. Because... In one spot, I'll be digging, and there'll be those blue ones, right? And ten feet over, completely different type, completely different color, completely different shell, completely different makeup. Everything well, is different.
2: Utah, back in the forever and ever and ever ago, was a hotbed for dinosaurs and all of that prehistoric stuff.
3: So it's all has it's it's, it's got to have all at the same time. It was the lake with the volcano activity. I think they're from Yellowstone.
0: Yeah, so oh, that's I, what I was going to say. I like, think
3: they're from Yellowstone when that blue bit, because when
0: you look at when you go to a place like Yellowstone that has tons of geothermal activity, that is true. and you see like the Grand Prismatic Pool, for example, the colors, the yeah. colors and, and the way the striping is, like that's that's long periods of time yeah. of that type of material being, yep. you know, Millennia. Deposited. Yeah.
3: Millions of years yeah, of Yeah, that's time. a really
0: good point though. That, that. Because and, and then they're just encased, so you get all that material that then gets encased in and mud, mud and mud, whatever. And, and then all And the that's time. the
3: thing is that that volcano that volcano fell into Lake Balonneville, <coughs> and who knows? I mean, can you imagine the yeah, chaos? A half a mil. I half mean, it it, was, when
1: it blows again, we'll just die. I
3: mean, it was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's we're well in the, we're, we're not in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, it's well overdue. By the way, <laughs> we point. are not in a good spot. I'm
1: driving to the epicenter when I hear it blows. So like the, the last I major actually,
3: eruption, they say it was like six, seven hundred thousand years ago. They think it's broken though. I've read a few reports that, I mean, I watched the magma intrusions and I've I watched the graphs online. I have a few sites that I watch. And mo- that monitor the, the magma intrusions and stuff, and they know when it's going to go. Oh, you know, yeah. If it's going to go, then they're, they're going no.
1: to... And that's why I said, when I hear that it's happening, <laughs> I'm just driving... They're driving not going to tell there. you. Yep.
0: But it's like when Mount St. Helens went. Like, yep. The fucking mountain expanded visibly for like a few weeks before yeah, exactly, it Exactly,
3: like, exactly. There was a lot there's of signs. Evidence. There's definitely yeah. signs. And the first sign is going to be all the animals will disappear.
0: Yep, yep. they'll just go
3: yep. away. That'll they'll be, be like, the first sign.
1: Oh, there's a problem. We're leaving.
3: So yep massive well, place migration
0: in Idaho. Well they
1: they all of a sudden they are down here.
0: They sense all the seismic activity, they sense the change the in
1: magnetic. the ground. The magnetic the magnetic
0: resonance, mm-hmm. like animals understand like something's bad going to fucking happen. Yep. I can't drink the water here. I got to get the hell out.
3: Yeah. Firm believer in that. They're still going to though.
0: Those animals that leave will still die because if We're, it's it's a yeah. If and when it goes, it will it'll, <laughs> it'll it's a world ender. It's it's a extinction of Yeah, life.
3: absolutely it is. Absolutely. Well, that, I mean that but I think that's where they came from, like I was saying. Nice yeah, spots. for sure. it, So six million years ago, you can imagine this volcano just plumbing and falling down million. into this. And then
1: and all the silt at the bottom covers yeah, it up
3: the animals and the water and sits
1: on so it. I think
3: I've found a few animals actually encased oh, cool. in them. Like I've got a few that I want to take to a museum that's for cool. sure. There's that one that I cool. swear is a that's, hermit crab.
1: That's oh, probably that's so And cool.
3: another one that's a fish. It's
2: probably wiped out all of the dinosaurs in Utah. Was that?
3: Absolutely. good?
2: That's the most obvious.
3: Yep. And then everything was blanketed in this. Huge ash? You You can't even imagine. Who knows how many feet of ash because I haven't found the bottom of it. Honestly, I haven't. Um, Interesting enough, right before you get to the clay, though, there's big giant boulders, which is all the debris from that explosion. And then right on top of that is shells. It's all the stuff from from the Lake Bonneville.
1: Plus all the salt.
3: Just everything together mixed it was just a hodgepodge that's really cool and that's why they're and they're found nowhere else in the world which is another thing that intrigues me you know and and so upon finding this you know my my honey hole is what i call it um i've shown lots of people where it is and stuff and i just you know i'm 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 very generous with them you know if you ask me for a virgin i'm going to give you one um in fact i i thought i brought you guys one if i didn't i I meant to, I really, I had one, I really did. I, I had one for you guys for your house. I really did. Um, it might be in the car. Um, but I'm, you know, I'll show anyone if they're asking, um, you know, and you just look for the clay. The more you dig, the more you find. And, and it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's, it's, it's six hours round trip drive. It's, you know, I'm digging 15 feet down. And, and so when people pass by my table, oh, we can just go get those. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah,
0: you can go buy them <laughs>
3: because not, you can't just first. You up. have to get there, yeah, which without a flat tire, which is pretty tough to do. <laughs>
2: but, so, um, how often do you go out there? Is it like a monthly or is like I a go? A I year? go once a
3: month generally monthly. in the in the nice times. Um, you know, sometimes once every other month. Um, but um, this year I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the bottom of where I'm at because it's been five years I've been. And it's I, a long
0: and I, time to be in the same spot.
3: I know. I know. It really is wild. And that's what, what blows me away about it is I'm literally digging in the same hole. And I and I, I never even, and the thing is, is that I, all the overburden, you know, and, and other people come and dig in it. And, and, you know, and it just never, I never get down to where I was, which was 15 feet down, finding basketball-sized ones. And I just haven't gotten to that spot again because it's so much work to dig out. All the overburden and all the stuff that's just fallen on top and been pushed over I just haven 't made it to the bottom so I, I would need to spend probably a week out there to wow. get to it, but I plan on doing that take an spring.
2: rV and make it a make it a wood- oh, yeah have yeah. your own have your own personal dogway burning man
3: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so did you just no, i so love it out there when
2: you found your first set did you just kind of stumble on it I mean or
3: you no know, I found one and and when i the first and then i you know researched cutting them up and learned all that stuff of, you know, that whole aspect about it and bought a saw and got into that and then, um, actually developed asthma because I had some poor practices involved with that saw. <laughs> and I mean, I, so I, I, bought a tabletop on my first one and it was just spit right back in my face, yep. all that silt and silica. And I had no idea how bad it was for you. And I've actually developed asthma as a result. So, but you know, um, I take You know, I have a much nicer one now that spits the right way and, you know, it's, I mean, but it cuts like a dream too. Um, so I just, you know, and people, I just wanted to share them, you know, so I, I started selling them and basically I've got probably, I haven't found a larger, no one will have a larger collection than me.
0: That's pretty awesome. I
3: dare people to show me their collections and, you know, and, and plus I've found this little thing that's new out there. They're little quartz clusters. Um, I'll have to show you um, after or whatever, but there's it's these little quartz clusters that are just they look like diamonds. They sparkle and they're just wow. they look little flowers and they're actually hollow, so they look like a rose. And oh, it's I cool. I don't know if you guys are familiar with scepters, mm-hmm. so it's a you know with the scepter on top. So I found scepters that are hollow in the wow. center, and and it's, they're just amazing and they're just little. I mean, they're this big inside these geodes and they're just perfectly formed scepters and just these wow. fla- flower clusters. That's so cool. Yeah, they're just amazing, and and that's where I what I got hooked on. When I found one of those, I was like, I need to find more of these. Yeah, I'd never even heard of something like no, that. No, I think they're they're fairly new, and I've been blown away with what i found. I mean, it's amazing.
0: Okay, we've got one more question for you, okay. uh, and then we'll let you, you know. Spell out where all your stuff is for everyone okay uh, and that is you know you've you've been in Utah your whole life um, what is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah? <laughs> I might know the answer to that I'm-
3: <laughs> the most interesting
0: unique thing, and it can be geodes if you want, because that's a, that is. Oh, that's that's cool that's thing, kind of but... a cop
3: out. I feel like, but because <laughs> that's a pretty deep but question. But that's pretty. But cool. that's yeah. But that's pretty cool. Pro- I'm, obviously, I think I'm going to find something this year that is brand new, and hopefully, I'll name a mineral after myself.
1: That would be so cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that is unique, and that is very Utah. You can't find that
0: anywhere yeah.
3: else. Yeah. So I think that I'm going to find something this year that is a new discovery. Honestly, I do. I'm on to it.
0: But what about, what about the most unique thing in Well, Utah? that's what we decided. Is geodes?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. We decided They're, they're, they're
3: not found anywhere else in the world. We West decided
1: line. for him because that's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. you
0: can find them in, like, California, Arizona, Nevada. Not like this. But, but not like this, the, not, not like in this like
3: concentration. These, this strain. Train. Not even like this. Not even that yeah. same color or nothing. They're 100% unique to Utah, which, actually, they weren't formed here, which is what they think that the waves brought them here. They weren't even formed here, which is why I think it was Yellowstone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... How do people find your stuff? Uh, what's your website, your Instagram, all that stuff?
3: So it's all Mirror Image, M-I-I-R-I-M-A-G-E, um, Instagram, Twitter, everything. You can find me at Mirror Image. Um, mirrorimage.com is my website. Um, I actually just started a new Etsy shop called The Dugway Dude, which is where you can find my uh, my my all my new geodes. I'm kind of switching to that platform as far as my geodes just because... There's a lot of traffic with people that buy crystals and geodes on there already. On yeah, it's a, yeah. And so, and and you can tell the difference with with the ones that I've been uploading with, with the ones that were already there. There was a huge difference. That's awesome. I've, I'm onto something cool, so I'm pretty excited. Well, That's thanks
0: been. so thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you. I it appreciate
0: fantastic. it. Fantastic. That's a wrap, folks. That's the end of the show. Thanks to our guest, he actually uh, we got lucky. He brought us a fucking geode and an and original piece of art. Like, I don't. I, that's pretty awesome. It's really it's not, cool. We don't. By the way, I just want to throw this out there for any future guests and, and our listeners. We don't expect gifts. Like one of the coolest things that we get are our stickers that we can stick on our traveling bag, uh, but we don't ever expect our guests to bring us gifts unless you're a distillery. Um, <laughs> go ahead and bring us booze, but we won't, we don't have to talk about the fact that you or gave if us you make chocolate. If you make anything, oh, remember
1: like that. when we interviewed? Um Carme- was it Carmela and she brought us the, oh, charcuterie. Brought us the charcuterie.
0: charcuterie board. We don't expect that no. stuff. We really don't. We just want to have a conversation with people. So don't ever
1: feel obligated. But if bring you us bring stuff. us stuff, we will display slash eat or whatever it is that is. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool.
0: Uh, thank you a lot. Uh, I'm like, it's. we were talking about it off the air. Like, it's crazy how many interconnections the, the, like we have over us, the years. Us, our friends. Yeah. Inadvertently. And, I one hundred percent remember the dude from Knuckleheads. Like that's why he looks familiar. His I'm sure I saw him at Knuckleheads more than once. I spent a lot of time at Knuckleheads um, back in the day. I don't think it exists anymore. Back in the day, it was the only place I could get cigarettes when I was eighteen, and I moved to Utah, and you couldn't fucking buy cigarettes. Yeah, until I'm pretty sure 19. it
2: doesn't exist. Then. I, I don't think
0: so because all that shit got torn down. There's like a bunch of buildings there now that are that are a little bit higher rise with condos and apartments and shit. So anyway. Uh, thanks for our guest. Uh, sorry that we missed Julia. Oh, she would be remiss if I didn't do this. I better do this real quick. I'll uh, do one of her cards. Let me pull out a card. I'm out a card. To, I'll do a green one. Take a shot. Take a shot. Don't take 12.
2: Take one. Okay. Maybe two. Move on. <laughs> All right. There you go. Your words of wisdom for the week. Take a shot. Take a shot, but only one. Maybe two. Maybe two. Not 12. Don't binge drink. Depends on what you're shooting. If it's tequila, one is plenty.
0: That's too much actually. Make you throw up. So <laughs> anyway, uh, have a good week. Um, find us on social media is at TNU Podcast. You can find our website, thenewutah.com or hotdog watercom Hot water. Hot dog dash water. Hot dog dash water. I did not foot the bill for hot dog water, though I should have. Two grand or whatever. I would have to find a way to actually really monetize that site to want to take, to to spend twenty five hundred dollars on the domain versus the dollar that the yeah dollar ninety nine hot dog dash water <laughs> that'll get old. I'll probably stop talking about it soon, but I'll keep it. I'll keep the domain. You don't let
2: domains go once you buy them. It's kind of like parcels of land. You should just keep them. You never know. It's like when you buy the whatever from scotland and lafroig isn't it and you get like oh yeah
0: lafroig and they give you a square foot one
2: square foot and we start selling i got a couple of those hot dog water does that make me a lord it does i mean because you can buy that that lordship thing where you own yeah if you own land in scotland you're a lord yeah i own land here
0: so i'm a lord in the u.s the lord of kerns